I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time to play like a jet with your host scott mason play like a jet what does that mean drops the throw steps up floats a bomb up the right seam looking for anderson he's got it they're not gonna catch him he's gonna go the distance touchdown sam darnold dials it up to robbie anderson 92 yards Bell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Pass thrown. There was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studios, coming to you courtesy of CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network, which has 24-7 live coverage of sports and costs you absolutely nothing, 100% free at all times, loaded with the things that I always look for in sports coverage, highlights, breaking news, fantasy advice, gambling picks, although I don't know that they're going to be as good as my brother Craig's, but still useful, and quality analysis. All those things are first rate on the CBS Sports HQ, and they're not something that you get very often from a lot of these big-time sports personalities, <laughs> Skip Bayless. And the best part is, not only is it completely free, 24-7, it doesn't even require a subscription or a login. You just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just sports for real sports fans, just like you get here on Play Like a Jet, at the great price of absolutely nothing. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And this is the Chronicles of Nania. So for that, we bring in the resident stat nerd over at TurnOnTheJets.com, Elite Sports New York, Gangrene Nation, Yard Barker, and of course, he now does work with the very big deal Chris Nimbley over at JetsInsider.com. 
Mr. Michael Nania. Hey, Michael, what's going on, buddy? Uh, still kind of waking up from that uh, snooze fest. Well, it was electrifying to watch Lamar Jackson. It's fun to watch him, but it's not fun to watch this week four preseason Jets defense or this offensive line, but a lot of numbers to talk about. And Sam Darnold did play pretty well, I think. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of lost the context of this game, the situation he's playing in, and uh, kind of got a little too hard on him for a few of his mistakes and overlooked some of the great plays that he made uh, in this game. So I think he played pretty well. I think it was another good game in uh, a growing stretch of solid games for him and uh, a lot to talk about with Darnold uh, after that game. I think the big issue with Sam Darnold to this point, Michael, has been consistency because, as you said, you see the big plays and you see the times where he looks like that guy that everybody expects him to be, that top five to top ten quarterback. But then there are times where, and you mentioned in a specific example when we were talking before we started recording, on a third down, he had Vincent Smith wide open for an easy first down, and instead he was looking for a deep pass. And that's the kind of thing that he's got to change. Situational awareness is big. I think it's one thing to go looking for the big play on a first or second down instead of settling for that easy first down. On a third down, you've got to take that first down and keep the chains moving. I think there are a lot of times when he needs to realize that that's the smart play as opposed to taking the riskier throw. And you don't want to curb the riskier decisions sometimes because the great quarterbacks make them a lot. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some quarterbacks that play safe and are still great, but for the most part, the great ones are the ones that aren't afraid to take the chances, so you want him to take chances, but you also need him to understand that balance and grasp when to take the chance and when not to. I think that's probably the biggest problem, and that, to me, is what I saw as his biggest issue in the game against Baltimore. I thought that if he had taken a few more layups, they might have covered the spread, which, Michael, to be honest, down the stretch of the game, I think that was probably the most compelling storyline. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, they put up more points than I think I definitely expected. I mean, they got they only put up six against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. So, uh, And like we're going to talk about more when you uh, look at the performances that young quarterbacks have generally had in Baltimore uh, since, they, since they really started their dynasty back in 2000, it's pretty much been like playing in Foxborough. Most people are aware of how hard it is for young quarterbacks to be successful there playing up in New England, but Baltimore is pretty much the same way, maybe even more difficult. Uh, So it was a good performance, all things considered, I thought. But like you said, there are things like that uh, where he can be better. It's just um, because I think we attach styles to quarterbacks a lot. You know, some guys are Alex Smith where they're going to check it down. Some guys like Darnold's kind of trending towards like a Brett Favre or Tony Romo or just more aggressive and they want – Uh, to get the absolute most out of every play. We see that out of Darnold a lot. That play against the Raiders a couple weeks ago where, you know, he had 15 yards of free grass and a first down ahead of him, but he decided to chuck it up downfield to Robbie. It worked out. They got the 30-plus yard gain because Robbie made a great catch, and it was a great throw. But uh, situations like that where for every one play like that, you know, you could be, you know, over the course of 10 plays, you get that one bomb, but you could be leaving some first downs on the field. Uh, trying to get some deep shots instead of just taking a check down or just, you know, scrambling for the few yards for the first down. And there were some situations like that where there were check downs available. And also against uh, in the previous game against the Dolphins, there were some situations where there were, you know, a scramble available or a short pass. Uh, but he keeps uh, always kept his eyes looking downfield, which is not the worst thing, because as much as you want to see like that, you know, clear and obvious production, like seven yard rushing first down or seven yard pass for a first down, uh, it's good to. If you're doing that too much, you could be leaving a lot of yardage, a lot of production on the field. And 
Darnold, what he does a great job of is making sure he's not passing up on the highest upside option. He's going to keep his eyes downfield. Uh, he's always going to make sure that uh, whatever the best highest potential option throw is available, he's going to make sure that's completely shut down before he passes on it. And a lot of times you get plays like you got against the Raiders with Robbie Anderson. And like we've seen countless times of him just scrambling outside the pocket and making something happen when a lot of other guys would throw it away or scramble. We've seen tons of that, but there are also examples when, you know, he's trying something that he probably shouldn't be trying uh, when there's an easier conversion available. So it's all about balancing that as much as you want to see him be a gunslinger. And as much as you don't want to see him be a checkdown artist, uh, you just got to find that, that, that healthy balance. And there are times where uh, if there's a free wide open first down right in front of you on a check down or a scramble, you have to take that uh, when those are wide open and you don't have, you know, a really good or, you know, at least a solid chance at those deep throws. You got to take those free, especially in third down situations. Like there were a couple last night against Baltimore. You got to take those more often. And that's something he can be better with. Uh, and he's shown improvement, but you know, this was a problem last year and now we're seeing a little bit this year. So I think that's one of the things he can definitely uh, definitely be better at and one of the few, one of the skills that he definitely needs to perfect if he's going to fulfill his potential and you know become an elite quarterback because we're seeing him you know consistently play at a solid level now and you know like we talked about a lot he hasn't he hasn't really held the Jets back there haven't been games where you know like we see with you know Mitchell Trubisky is a good example to, uh, today present day Marcus Mariota who's now on the bench with the Jets Geno Smith Bryce Petty Mark Sanchez these games where you know the defense plays well holds the opponent to under 20 points, the protection's fine. He had, they're playing with good receivers or, you know, the circumstances are good. And then the Jets or whoever the team is loses a game just because, you know, Trubisky, Mariota just check the ball down all day are inaccurate, can't move the football. That hasn't happened with Darnold. When the circumstances have been good, he's played really well, produced at a high level and won at a pretty decent rate. They did lose this game today with him be, uh, being sacked only one time. But his record when uh, his protection has been good, both in terms of sacks, pressure rate, is really solid and above uh, what most quarterbacks do with good protection. He's been winning at a high level and producing at a high level and kept clean, but it's when things aren't going perfect is when uh, he's not quite as good. And he did play good in Baltimore relative to what most young quarterbacks do in Baltimore, but still there are, there are examples where, you know, just when things aren't going well, you don't always have to get it all at once. You can just, you know, get one first down, get two first downs, get some drives going, and uh, that ability to be willing to take the checkdowns and just balance out that gunslinging, uh, gunslinging mentality and the ability to move the chains is something he can perfect, uh, needs to perfect if he's going to reach that elite potential and become a guy who could uh, carry the Jets every single week, regardless of who they're playing, where they're playing, how the offensive line is playing, because that's what elite quarterbacks do. And uh, if he's going to get to that point, being able to take these checkdowns, just being able to uh, destroy the other teams with a thousand paper cuts and not just one you know, giant slash with the throw down the field, just being able to uh, manage those two things, balance out aggressiveness and conservativeness is really important. And any elite quarterback in the league is great at doing those things. They could beat your team just by throwing a bunch of dump offs, or they could beat your team uh, by going down the field all game. So being able to balance that is something uh, he can get better at. And we've seen some great examples of where he can improve over these past couple of weeks in that area. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is going to be a Sam Darnold-centric episode. We're going to do a lot of Sam Darnold positivity because I think we need to bring some context 
to what Sam Darnold has been doing. As I said before, there's been some ups and downs, some inconsistency. But as you just said, Michael, he's already shown that he's a guy that is not going to hold the team back. If you build a proper team around him, he's going to be able to play well. The question is going to be, does he get to that elite level or is he somewhere stuck closer to the middle of the pack? That's what we're going to find out once the pieces around him start to filter in and we start to see if he's able to get rid of some of these bad habits over time. But it does look like we're going to at least see some stability at the quarterback position, something we haven't seen from the Jets in quite a long time. And one of the seasons that I thought was one of the best seasons any quarterbacks ever had in a Jets uniform was 1998. Vinny Testaverde, that was the year that the Jets went to the AFC Championship game, led into the third quarter. Midway through the third quarter, they were up 10-0, and then it fell apart on the road in Denver. They ended up losing 23-10, but Vinny Testaverde was tremendous that year, and Sam Darnold's got a streak going that harkens back to that 1998 season and Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, so Baltimore now, this is seven games in a row, which Darnold has thrown for at least 218 yards, 218 yards being the low total of the streak, which he posted against the Ravens. But over his last seven games, at least 218 yards passing in each game and no more than one interception in any one of those games. So that's nothing amazing. It's just, you know, solid, consistent play, uh, moving the ball with consistency, never having really any down games, in which he's not moving it at all. So seven straight games with at least... Uh, 218 yards and no more than one interception. So, you know, keeping the interceptions down as well. So that's nothing amazing. But like you said, 1998, Vinny Testaverde, this is tied for the longest streak. Uh, what Darnold has going right now, Vinny in 1998 is the only other Jets quarterback to ever have seven games in a row with at least 218 yards passing and zero or one interceptions, no more than one interception. So again, it's nothing amazing, but you know, this is competency and the Jets have not had that at quarterback, you know, in a long time since Chad Pennington, since Vinny Testaverde, you know, half a season of Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe two games of Josh McCown. So uh, again, it's nothing incredible, but there are 13 franchises in the league who have never had a quarterback go seven games in a row with uh, doing what Darnold's done these past seven games, 218 yards passing and less than two interceptions. So Long-term, we hope Darnold can be, you know, uh, his milestones be a lot better than that because, uh, you know, we're only looking at interceptions and yards here, which is, you know, the best way to sum up performance. But it's just a good way to put to put it into that context, knowing that only one Jets quarterback has ever done it, and it was the quarterback who led one of the best teams in franchise history, maybe the second-best team in the history of this team, and had one of the best quarterback seasons ever, Vinny, in that 1998 season. Uh, to know that's the only other guy who's in the history of this team who's ever been able to put together seven games in a row with just 218 yards passing and less than two interceptions, not a high bar to clear. Only one other guy's ever done that. Uh, it just goes to show that he's bringing competency to the table that the Jets really have never gotten. And it, the fact that Darnold didn't do this last season and now that he's got, you know, since that rough stretch against New England, Miami, Jacksonville, he's got on a good stretch going here. So, I think even though the numbers aren't overall substantially better than they were last season, I think he's definitely taken some steps. He had some down games early last season uh, where he did, you know, really struggle in that game against Minnesota and the game against Jacksonville games where, you know, him playing poorly wasn't the reason they lost, but, you know, it was definitely a part of it because he's really struggling, but that's not so much happening anymore. He's, been pretty consistent not great in every single game not great against Baltimore not great against Miami but you know decent he's playing 
solidly on a consistent basis. He's a lot of things he needs to improve. If he's going to be above average, if he's going to be elite, the Jets have to help him out a little bit more if he's going to get to that point. But, uh, you know, it's worth keeping in mind that he's the youngest week one starter ever. And every step of the way, he's going to be the youngest quarterback ever at his experience level. He's, uh, I believe, 22 years and 190, I think 190 days old right now. This was his 24th start. He's the youngest quarterback ever to make his 24th start. So uh, he deserves as much patience as any quarterback ever really has because no one's ever been as young as he is. And uh, especially now in a in an age where, and we've talked about this on this podcast, where we're, we kind of, we're a little bit less patient with quarterbacks because uh, some of the guys who have bursted onto the scene so explosively over these past few years, taking those big second year leaps. Uh, a few guys have raised the bar really high, but not enough players to where that really should be the norm i think quarterbacks still deserve patience and you know the decades upon decades of super bowl winning mvp elite quarterbacks who have taken their time taken a few years to really um you know hit their stride a lot of guys sat on the bench for a while that doesn't really happen anymore but there have been so many quarterbacks who have really taken their time to eventually get to that elite status and i don't think you know a few guys being successful uh, like wentz and you know wentz now and wentz and goff actually who have taken a step back this year uh, but Mahomes, Lamar Jackson now, Deshaun Watson, these guys who have busted out so quickly have raised the bar. But you look at the course of history, that's just not been the norm. And just because of that's happened a few times recently, it shouldn't really uh, change what the expectation should be. And Darnold, being as young as he is, deserves a lot of patience. And his consistency, I think, and reliability has taken a step up this season. Even if he hasn't hit the explosive high points with that much consistency, he's been reliable more consistently this season I think he was uh, last season, but he's actually picked up, you know, where he left off those last four games really before he went out last season uh, in 2018. That's when he was really, you know, had a few bad games that won against Miami, although Spencer Long couldn't snap the ball in that game. Uh, He had the one against Minnesota, Jacksonville, Cleveland. He had some tough games early last season, but he finished strong. And I think he really has picked that up this season, even though the numbers aren't really there to show for it. And again, is he elite yet? No, he's not there and he has things to improve. But uh, I think he's really reached a level of stability and consistency. The Jets have not had out of a quarterback probably since, you know, Chad Pennington, or if you want to include Fitzpatrick's 2015 season, although he was carried by Decker and Marshall that season. But independent of that, I really think Darnold's hit just a level of consistency that they haven't seen in a long time. And there are things he can get better at to be good, to be above average, to be elite. And the Jets can help him get there with a better supporting cast. But in terms of what he's doing, I just think he's really hitting a stretch of competency and reliability that the Jets have really been searching for for a very long time. And it, it's not the most he's not doing the most incredible things in the world right now, but he is. Uh, he's been stable, and I think that is really valuable. And you can win with the quarterback like that. But uh, hopefully, he can get to that next, take that next step, be elite. It's going to take a lot of work from Joe Douglas to build around him and allow that to happen. But uh, he's Darnold. I think he's taken a step forward this season. We've got to be patient with him. He's as young as anyone has ever been at this stage. Always will. That will always be the case with him. But he's he's making nice strides, and he's keeping the ball safe. Obviously, he had two turnovers in this game, but still, you look at. Uh, the season on the whole outside that Patriots game. He's kept it relatively safe, much safer than last season. So listen, I think he's just being, uh, I think he's taking some steps. They might not be too obvious in terms of the production, in terms of the highlight tape or anything like that. But I really think he's progressed. And 
showing us that he can be, he's the type of quarter, at least the quarterback you can win games with who won't hold you back and is just reliable on a consistent level. I think he's definitely proven that to this point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Michael, since you brought up Sam Darnold's age, let's get into some statistics that put in context just how well he's done in some areas at such a young age. There are a couple that you have here. One of them puts him in the company of a future Hall of Famer and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Talk to me about this. He is so young, and people forget that at times. But when you really break down the numbers in the context of age, you see some really encouraging things. Yeah, and and like I was talking about earlier, Baltimore has not been a kind place to visiting young quarterbacks. 21 quarterbacks age 23 or, or younger have played as a visitor in Baltimore since 2000, which is when they won the Super Bowl and uh, the first of uh, going on two decades now of mostly very competitive seasons. So since 2000, 21 visiting quarterbacks under the age or 23 or younger have thrown at least 15 passes in Baltimore. Only three of them threw at least two touchdown passes and averaged over six yards per pass play. So that's including sack yardage. Uh, those three quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger in 2004, Baker Mayfield last season, and Sam Darnold uh, this past Thursday night against the Ravens. So again, not the highest bar in the world, but when you compare it to uh, people who are you know playing under similar circumstances, young guys at the elite Raven, consistently elite Ravens defense, not a lot of guys have even been decent against them, but Darnold was one of them. And the guys he's in company with, Baker Mayfield, who, again, another guy who's had a uh, less than stellar second season, but his career is not over. He had a very promising rookie season and Ben Roethlisberger, who's won a Super Bowl and been uh, one of the best quarterbacks of the past decade and a half. So good company there. And, you know, Donald averaged 6.3 net yards per attempt in this game against the Ravens. And again, that includes sack yardage, which is pretty much equal with the slightly very small uh, amount below the league average this season and you know considering what other young quarterbacks have done in Baltimore uh, those 23 and younger quarterbacks in Baltimore since 2000 have averaged 4.7 net yards per attempt which is significantly worse and a very bad mark uh, so for Darnold to be a league average in that situation is definitely way above what we've expected from young quarterbacks playing in Baltimore and also Darnold and Roethlisberger are the only quarterbacks under tw- 23 years old so 22 or younger quarterbacks to throw two touchdown passes as a Baltimore visitor since 2000 and six other 22 or younger quarterbacks have visited Baltimore and thrown at least 15 passes since 2000. Those six guys combined to throw one touchdown pass. So Darnold Roethlisberger throwing two each 
every other 22 or younger quarterback to visit there combined to throw only one. So once again, just good company for Darnold with Ben Roethlisberger as a, a couple of guys who at a young age went into Baltimore and played decently. And I think this context is important because uh, it really, you have to include context with anything really. And you just, this is a pretty decent sample size and there are good quarterbacks in here. Aaron Rodgers played there. Eli Manning played there. Uh, Carson Wentz, again, Roethlisberger, Kyler Murray played there this year. A number, another number one pick. There have been good quarterbacks to play there and, uh, you know, early in their careers, and none of them have really been successful. None of these guys even posted a 95 passer rating against the Ravens. Darnold had uh, 85.7, I believe, last night. So it's just an extremely hard place to play, and you have to keep that in mind. So when you consider that Darnold was, you know, nearly average in this game uh, in uh, a passing era and a season where passing numbers are really at an all-time high, the fact that he was, you know, close to league, league average with his production and much more uh, respectable than pretty much every other young quarterback has been to go there. It, uh, it definitely, when you add that context, really kind of showcases that, you know, he was pretty solid in that game last night, uh, even despite the fumble, despite the interception, despite the blowout loss. When you add the context in, it really helps you uh, understand, just really, un- yeah, really understand how good or bad uh, something is. And so in this case, when you consider just how difficult playing in Baltimore has been, for young quarterbacks, it really helps you understand that Darnold played a, a pretty solid game, all things considered. Michael, in the vein of competing against Baltimore, I think a lot of people don't realize just how difficult it has been to get touchdowns against that team in Baltimore. It's only happened five times this season, and two of those five times were from the arm of Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's right. And I think a lot of people have forgotten how good this Ravens defense is because of the spotlight, you know, being taken by Lamar Jackson, how incredible he is and that entire offense. But the Ravens have only given up five touchdown passes at home this season. Uh, And going into last night, they only given up three. Tom Brady had one. Jimmy Garoppolo had one. Baker Mayfield had one. And then the other three quarterbacks they faced, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Andy Dalton, those three guys, none of them threw a touchdown pass. And then Darnold comes in and doubles up everybody, throws two touchdown passes. So, uh, Again, when you add that context, it really helps you understand uh, just how impressive or not impressive uh, something that a player accomplishes is. And so when you consider the difficulty of what Darnold was facing playing in Baltimore, it it was a decent performance uh, when you consider that. So obviously there are some things just, you know, when you take all that out and you just you're just looking at it from a football standpoint, you know, missing a check down or uh, the interception he threw to Brown, which Gase said afterward was on Sam Darnold. So if that's right. Definitely was an intercept or a mistake on his part. It's hard for us to really, uh, with interceptions like that, know if it's on the quarterback or on the tight end. But uh, when you take out that context and look at things like that, then yeah, there are some things that Darnold can do better because, you know, it doesn't really matter where you're playing. You should be able uh, to hit a check down pass when it's there. You should be able to be on the same page as your receiver, not their interception. So those are things independent of the circumstances, the situation, the stadium, the opponent. But Overall, when you look at the body of work and you consider who they're playing, where they're playing them, it, and you know Darnold being as young as he is playing in that situation, it's most guys have not been able to be that productive uh, in that situation. And the guys who have have generally gone on to be pretty good or are on their way to being, in the case of Mayfield, on their way to potentially having a good career. But in the case of Roethlisberger, did have a good career. So when you add that context, it definitely makes his production look uh, you know above average more than you would expect from everybody and pretty good even though it 
know, on the surface looks pretty, you know, just mediocre or below average. But when you add the context, it seems pretty good. But still, there are some things uh, that you saw in this game that regardless of who you're playing, he needs to uh, fix up. And those are the things that if he can, you know, improve at getting the turnovers down, taking those checkdowns more often, uh, his deep accuracy, things like that, uh, throwing while being hit in the pocket. Those are the four things to me, really, that I think with him that uh, if he can improve, he can definitely take that, fulfill his potential and be uh, really rise into the upper ranks of the league and be an elite quarterback. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. Those are things that, you know, when you're watching the tape, just watching him play that, you know, he can be better with. But still, the body of work in Baltimore was pretty impressive. Michael, there is a guy named Sean Marash who I had never heard of. He's a producer for WFAN and for CBS Sports Radio, and he tweeted out something that needed to be checked and checked good by the resident stat nerd for pretty much every jet site there is, Mr. Michael Nanny, and I'm glad that you took care of this because he tweeted out, I have no idea what the ceiling is for Daniel Jones, but I am confident he is already better than Sam Darnold. He followed this up with, Jones already is a more accurate passer, a better deep ball thrower, better mobility. Both have had turnover troubles. Both can point to their putrid offensive lines as to why Darnold also has the better coach. That one cracked me up too because obviously nobody's going to be sitting here telling you that Pat Shermer is a great coach. But the idea that Sam Darnold has some huge coaching advantage because he's got Adam Gase is hysterical. And then Marash also said, what I've learned from the tweet and the responses to it are that Jets fans haven't watched Daniel Jones objectively and don't understand both quarterbacks have top 10 potential in the league. One has less experience and is doing the little things much better with a worse coach. All of those things are ridiculous and you proved why. So let's get into it. As far as I can tell, Sam Darnold's been better than Daniel Jones at literally every metric that he just mentioned, thus defeating his own argument. Yeah, usually I don't respond to when I see nonsense like this, I just ignore it. But this was just too golden of an opportunity because literally every single thing that was written here was wrong. And honestly, I would probably have never seen this if someone didn't you know, tag me in the first place. But I saw it, it was a golden opportunity to just use the numbers to absolutely bring the hammer down. And it was pretty successful, I think. But if you look at some of the things he said here, so Jones is more accurate. Well, Adjusted completion percentage, which accounts for throwaways, drops, hit his throne, batted, uh, batted passes, accounts for all those things. Darnold is 17th out of 39. Jones is 27th. Uh, he says Jones is better deep passer. Darnold has a 77 passer rating. On 20-plus yard throws downfield, Jones has 69. Darnold, 9 yards per attempt. Jones, 8.3. And a 9 and 8.3 difference in yards per attempt. 0.7 is pretty large. You're talking about... Uh, With standard yards per attempt, that'd be the difference between league average and uh, top five, top ten range. So pretty significant difference there on the deep yards per attempt. uh, Says that uh, both have turnover troubles. Well, yes, Darnold does. He's averaging 1.25 of those per game over his career. That's pace for 20 per 16 games, but not even close to what Jones has been doing. He's averaging 1.91 per game in his career. That's pace for 31 over 16 games, which is absolutely ridiculous says their offensive line struggles are similar. Well, uh, pro football-focused pass block grade has the Giants 19th, Jets 27th, adjusted sack percentage of football outsiders, Jets 30th, Giants 20th, so about a 10-spot difference there. Uh, So, yeah, really across the board. And, yeah, the coach thing. And like you said, no one is really claiming that Pat Shermer is this amazing coach either, but really just you look at the body of work of him versus Adam Gase, he is uh, better than Adam Gase like most people are. 
You look at the average scoring ranking of the offenses they've led since Gase's first year as offensive coordinator in 2013. Uh, Gase's average scoring ranking, 18th. Shermer, 13, uh, Shermer 13th, so about five spots better on average. And Gase played with Peyton Manning, or uh, Coach Peyton Manning, in two of those seasons. If you take Peyton Manning out of the picture, Gase's average scoring ranking has been 25th versus uh, Shermer's 14th, so a huge difference there. And their average ranking in point differential as a head coach, Gase 27th, Shermer 24th. So, again, Shermer is no legendary coach, but, I mean, He's just, uh, clearly his body of work is better than Adam Gase. And again, Shermer's not a good coach either. He's very bad. But uh, to really uh, say that Adam Gase is a better coach than anybody is just very a really preposterous thing to, uh, to claim. There's absolutely nothing he's done as a head coach. Or I mean, you can give his uh, give him his offensive coordinator production in Denver. Uh, I guess you can give him that, even though he's coaching. Uh, arguably one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. But, you know, outside of that, it's just been a really very, very uninspiring uh, production for him. The only thing that has been his – the only thing that saved him is a ridiculous record in close games in Miami that got into the playoffs one year. But uh, now the quarterback was supposedly holding Gase's offense back in Miami, Ryan Tannehill, he's gone on to Tennessee, transformed that entire team, been – one of the best quarterbacks in the league since he's taken over. And Tennessee's giving him help. Those receivers are playing great. Derrick Henry's playing great. That O-line, they're giving him help. But Tannehill is just playing really well and producing at an extremely high level, throwing the ball great. Uh, He's just been an elite quarterback for the Titans this year. So um, that was not the case in Miami. So you can't really give him the excuse of the quarterbacks anymore. So uh, just to suggest that Adam Gase is any sort of an asset for Darnold or an advantage over any other quarterback and their coach in the league is completely ridiculous. But uh, overall, this was uh, something I don't do a lot. I don't like to call out the stupid takes. I like to just leave them alone, not give them attention. But this was a golden opportunity to just prove an entire paragraph of wrong points. Uh, <laughs> just take an entire paragraph, uh, paragraph of ridiculous takes and prove each one wrong point by point. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Michael, you brought up Ryan Tannehill playing like an elite quarterback, and certainly Lamar Jackson has played like an elite quarterback here in his second season in the NFL. Everybody in the league has had trouble stopping Lamar Jackson and this Ravens rushing attack. The Jets, it was thought, might be a little bit different because they have such an elite run defense. 
However, they were missing a key piece. Quentin Williams was out with an injury. He had suffered that stinger in his neck in the previous game against Miami. How much that affected this performance by the Jets, we can only speculate. But what we can say is that this Jets elite run-stuffing defense did none of that against the Ravens. They got run all over by both Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. This was a showcase for what the Ravens do well. And it showed you how good they are at it because, as we said, if you looked at the trends with this Jets run defense over the rest of the season, they were at a historical pace in terms of stopping the run, and they just got destroyed. Yeah, I mean, the Jets were missing Quinn and Williams, and you look at the talent that was on the field in that game, not very inspiring, but the production is what it is. The Jets have shut down everybody in the run game this season, but the Ravens just ran all over them and you know Lamar Jackson is his own thing he's unstoppable no one's had an answer for him so you knew he was going to go off but the Jets also couldn't stop their backfield they gave up uh, Mark Ingram ran for 76 yards on 13 carries that's 5.8 yards per carry it's the first time all season the Jets have allowed the opponents lead back to average over five yards per carry so uh, the fact that they couldn't defend that either was, and obviously Jackson has an impact on that, you know, just his ability to hold guys on the edge, uh, force defenders to respect what he's going to do, and that opens up space in the middle. But I do think the Jets missed Quinton Williams in this game. Now, would he have completely turned these numbers upside down with just his presence alone? Probably not. This is the best rushing team in NFL history. So I don't think uh, him alone would have been able to do that. But the defense, really the defense against uh, the running backs, because Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards was great, too. If you combine him with Mark Ingram, they had 111 yards on 18 carries. That's 6.2 yards per carry. And the running backs just have not done that to the Jets this year. And Quinton Williams has missed some games. Uh, Henry Anderson, I-, I believe Henry Anderson missed some games. They don't have Leonard Williams anymore. So, you know, Jordan Jenkins missed some games. There have been injuries to this unit, but they've been consistently very, very good all season. Linebacker's been banged up, haven't had Mosley or Williamson all year, but the Jets have shut down everybody regardless, and they've played some good running backs. They shut down Josh Jacobs. They shut down Saquon Barkley. Uh, they did a really good job against Ezekiel Elliott, but uh, and again, none of these groups are even close to the level of the Ravens, but uh, they were shredded in this game, and it's just a testament to how amazing the Ravens are. Uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't win the Super Bowl, just how dominant they are, and I, that's not the hottest of takes, but they are just ridiculous, and this run game shredding uh, the best def- run defense competition that they could have faced this year with absolutely no issues. Just just another sign of how great they are, uh, you know, really overall offensively, but especially on the ground. And, you know, they're able to play off of that to be so great uh, through the air. But uh, I, Quinn Williams, I definitely think if he played, it would have been a great test for him because obviously they have such a great offensive line. Even their tight ends are just, you know, basically three more offensive linemen that are out there. Uh, They have a good fullback as well in Ricard. So a really stacked front of blockers. That would have been a good test for Quinn and Williams. But the Jets do play the Steelers and the Bills over these final two games. Two teams that do have uh, offensive lines that have played well this season. Those should be good tests for him because Williams was playing really well over those uh, last couple games. Uh, Before he went out, obviously the Bengals and Dolphins, two of the worst offensive lines in the league. But he was doing what you would like to see him do against those teams, dominating with consistency the stats didn't show it you know there are people out there who uh absolutely know nothing about football and they are claiming that he's playing bad because you know he had two tackles or no sacks or whatever but you look at the tape you look at the plays he was making 
actually pay attention to what he's doing. He made a ton of impact plays, both as a pass rusher and a run defense, you know, creating penetration to allow stuff for other people, creating pressures that led to, you know, force the quarterback to throw the ball away, leading to a punt, taking away potential 20 plus yard pass, a pressure that led to an interception opportunity for Brian Poole, a pressure that led to a red zone stop, uh, a hit that led to an incompletion in the red zone, just tons of impact plays that uh, tackles are not going to tell you anything about and are going to lead to people in the media who don't actually watch or know about football saying he's playing bad. But if you actually focus on what he's doing snap by snap, and even against Miami, he only played 19 snaps, made a bunch of impact plays. Uh, If you focus on what he's been doing, he's been playing really well. So the Jets did miss him in this game. Would he have turned everything around on his own? Uh, Probably not, but I mean, the Jets have had some holes in run defense when he's been out. The first game against New England, they really struggled on the ground. Quinton Williams didn't play in that game. They were pretty good against the Browns uh, the first game Quinton Williams missed, but they did allow, uh, I think, their longest touchdown this season uh, to Nick Chubb. And then now this game against Baltimore, they get completely shredded. So I don't think he would have changed everything on his own, but they clearly missed him, uh, particularly with the run, uh, the rushes up the middle, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards. Uh, those guys had their way, and we haven't seen that this season against the Jets. But uh, Quinton Williams has been playing really well, so I'm looking forward to him uh, coming back, and that's not we have we didn't have not gotten a chance to talk about that Miami game on here, you know, with the short week with Thursday night football. But Quinn Williams had a second straight really solid game against Miami, and again, two bad offensive lines. But and we talked about this with Darnold when he was having that you know ridiculous stretch of production a few weeks ago. Just because the competition is bad, you still want to see player, you know, see your guys clear that bar and prove that they can dominate that competition. Because if they're you know, not do- not dominating that competition, then you have something to worry about. But uh, Darnold did that a few weeks ago, had his great stretch against bad teams. And then even when the numbers weren't there, he was playing really well. And Quinton Williams is doing the same thing. The numbers aren't there, but uh, these past couple games, he has been playing, making a lot of noise, really contributing well. So the Jets missed him against the Ravens, and hopefully he can get healthy uh, for a couple of tests against two really good offensive lines in Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Michael, it's that time, time to talk about that crazy little stat service that we call Pro Football Focus. So we must ask the question as we do every week. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about, PFF? What do you got this week, Michael? (laughs) All right. So I, I think there are some good ones here. So you look at the raw stats tracked by PFF themselves. Darnold had a 50. He took pressure on 50% of his dropbacks in this game, which is absolutely horrible. The season average is 42%. That's second worst in the league. And so for him to take 50% in the game, that's very, very bad. And uh, yes, Darnold was, you know, scrambling quite a bit. And, you know, they had some bootlegs that probably create some pressures that were just natural, not the fault of the blockers, but 50% is still horrible. And to, to put into perspective, Darnold's average time to throw in this game was, I believe, 2.99 seconds, which is pretty long. The average is about uh, 2.6. So he definitely had some time to throw in this game. Lamar Jackson had about 3.2 seconds to throw in this game, and his pressure rate was about 30%, which is very, very good. So that goes to show uh, just two night-and-day offensive lines next to each other, Uh, one line that's giving a quarterback a lot of time to throw and not allowing a lot of heat, and another that is allowing a ton of heat and, uh, you know, giving them a decent amount of time to throw, mostly because of the rollouts, but still a ridiculous amount of pressure. 50% is very high. But with all that being said, despite the very high pressure rate, 
Pro Football Focus gave the Jets a lot of really good pass blocking grades in this game. Kelvin Beecham, Alex Lewis, Tom Compton, Brandon Shell, all those guys got really good pass blocking grades in this game, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you consider that Darnold was taking so much heat in this entire game. I know he only got sacked once, but uh, the heat was there the entire game. So that was really kind of questionable, I think, with the amount of uh, good grades they gave out in pass blocking. But, yeah, I think that would be the top thing. Uh, to actually have numbers that say, you know, he's taking a very, way too much heat, way too much pressure, but to still kind of say that a lot of different players are pass blocking really well seems like a, a dubious thing to suggest. As always, thanks to PFF for their absurd grades, because if Michael and I couldn't make fun of them, then we couldn't bring you this entertaining segment at the end of the show every week. So thanks, PFF, for being mildly absurd. And Michael, thanks to you for coming on for another great edition of Chronicles of Nania. Looking forward to next week, and we're going to have plenty to talk about because the Jets are playing the Steelers coming up this Sunday. And if you want an opportunity to go to the game, it's right back here in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. You can download the Vivid Seats mobile app right now and get up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase, which could be those Steelers-Jets tickets when you use the promo code OVERTIME. And if you don't want to go to that game but you still want to use the promo code for tickets to something else, you can do that too. Go see a basketball game, a hockey game, a wrestling match, a boxing match, a concert. Whatever you want to go see, you can do it over on the Vivid Seats mobile app. Just use the promo code OVERTIME and you'll get up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase. Michael, as we head into that game against the Steelers, I know you've got a ton of written work that's available for people to read. So why don't you go ahead and let them know what you got cooking. Yeah, I tweet out pretty much all my links on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. So uh, yeah, just keeping up with the week by week right now, I've been doing a lot of weekly re- uh, recaps at Elite Sports New York, at Gangry Nation, Jets Insider, uh, lots of a lot of the same stuff we talk about on here. So uh, yeah, I'll tweet out pretty much all of that. Uh, whenever it comes out, but um, I'm looking forward to these last two games and just seeing how Darnold finishes it out. I think he's on a really solid stretch right now. Not not an amazing stretch, but I think a stretch of consistency that is easily the longest of his career to date. And I'm interested to see if he can keep this up against two more really good defenses with the Steelers and Bills. Go ahead and follow Michael on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. Read his work in all the places that it's published. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.